0: I hope you guys know that I've been recording this whole time, so now you have bloopers of yourselves.
1: Great. <laughs> Rachel's like, just anything but a blooper of me, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: exactly what I just did. I was like, I'm just gonna press record now. Because there's a there's a couple in there that you guys can now use for bloopers at the end, but it's not it's not Sweet.
1: <laughs> I loved our last blooper of Charlotte being like, bye guys. <laughs> that was cute. That was yeah. Cute. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good.
1: Well, Charlotte.
2: She wants her she wants her birthday party to be space-themed this year. She's really diving into this. Did you
0: tell her that space isn't real?
2: No, I didn't. I don't want to <laughs> break my seven-year-old. <laughs> you wouldn't be breaking her. Sorry, would... kid. <laughs> Sorry, kid. Space isn't real.
0: You wouldn't be breaking her. You would just be expanding her mind. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon.
2: Too soon. All right. We're going to keep her. Keep her. Keep her away from the conspiracy theories until she's at least a solid ten,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> like a ten and a half.
1: Well, she's a Scorpio moon, so she's coming. She's coming in hot. and
2: Aquarius rising.
1: Aquarius rising. She's coming. Did y'all see the eclipse? I did. Mm. I I was I,
2: sleeping. Was having weird ass fucking dreams last night, and one of them actually.
1: Oh, Rachel, Rachel. you have a story to tell us yeah the,
2: my dreams involved rachel oh yeah you were i'm popping a part- up in
0: people's dreams recently which is really interesting because i'm normally never in anyone's dreams and then every <laughs> once in a while someone would be like i dreamt about you and it's some crazy shit
1: oh yeah and you were in my dream too but,
0: yeah, but like only one
1: <laughs> yeah no but yeah no that is crazy maybe because you're not like socializing a lot outside of work you're like dream hopping from your friend's dreams <laughs> well you're no like but it's always broke. it's
0: always been like that like it's yeah. always like and then randomly it'll be it's like i just every once in a while i sneak in i'm like hey what's up dog and then <laughs> and that's it that's funny <laughs>
1: So I uh I woke up at like 4 a.m. and the moon was shining very brightly into my bedroom window. Mm-hmm. So I uh I watched it for a little bit, like I was watching it kind of turn into the eclipse and then I fell asleep right before, which is annoying, but it's okay because the moon was still shining its juicy glory down on me as I slept. Mm-hmm. There you go.
0: I love the juicy glory of the moon.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you want to tell us uh, about that dream you wanted to tell us about right yeah yeah,
2: yeah tell hear about the
0: dream um i wish i wrote it down fully so the other day when i messaged you my friend uh my friend brandy gave me a call and i was able to answer which was really great <laughs> <'cause> i haven't <laughs> talked to her in a while and she was like i just had a craziest dream about you and i was like oh word <laughs> bet tell me so in her dream mind you She doesn't listen to the podcast like she kind of didn't even really know that uh, like this is going on (laughs) like I'm even doing this podcast Um, and she told me that she had a dream that I discovered something that was like a really big deal and Elon Musk killed me and it was a conspiracy (laughs) (laughs) and that she tried to like Google me and find me and there was no record of me anywhere and then yeah yeah and like she's (laughs) never even heard me say hail cern ever you know um (laughs) just to put it into context so i'm a little horrified um but yeah so then she was like was asking people like have you seen rachel like what's rachel like is she like is she okay and everyone was like oh yeah yeah she's fine but like i disappeared off the face of the earth and there was like this whole there were all these people that like there was this whole conspiracy that elon musk killed me because i figured something out And, like, tried to share it with the world.
1: Wow. (laughs) Wow. Sounds about right. (laughs) Sounds horrifying. That's right. Sounds (laughs) horrifying. Yeah.
0: Sounds horrifying. But I love it. I love it.
2: Don't answer the door if Elon Musk shows up at your house.
0: I will not. Especially not after his Nazi tweets. No. no, Not him. Yeah. Mm -mm.
1: Elon Musk, folks. Fucking. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Uh -uh. Yeah, so I guess if CERN becomes a thing and if I disappear...
1: Just know it was Elon Musk. Just know it was Elon Musk. (laughs)
0: To all two of our listeners, it was Elon Musk. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that happened. And then... um, I want to give a shout out to our two listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my friend, my friend Eric, who listens to our podcast, Eric and Alana, they just had a baby, and, and it was so cute because he uh, like guessed what sign she would be because they're all Gemini's and Libras in the house, mm-hmm. and he was like, "It needs to be a Libra." She was a Libra, and it, she's, he's like, "It balanced out the entire house." <laughs> looking at all the charts and everything, and it's just That's adorable. Funny. And I just yeah, it was really cute. But he well, congratulations,
1: to right? Congratulations, <laughs> Eric. Mm-hmm
0: um i'm excited for today
1: me today too. it's the day of the full moon that we're recording this too so it's like the energy that's crazy shit is hype lit yeah it will be walling out i'm just excited for the eclipses to pass because i've just been having a really hard time falling asleep and staying yes. asleep
2: yes mm-hmm. me too uh
1: i wake up like every hour and I'm just like, why? Why is this happening to me? <laughs> I just want to sleep.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's
1: I've I've been
2: restless. Like I, I haven't had a restful sleep in like weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So I'm hoping I'm ready. I'm ready for the uh, eclipse season to be over.
1: We got another one coming in. Great. April, May, somewhere around there.
2: Well, at least I get a reprieve. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You get some time in between. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, well, what are we doing today, guys? What are we doing? We're talking about something really important. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. really, really important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're going to. That mm-hmm. I definitely, definitely do not have dive. a handle on. We're going to deep dive into, Reese, into Teresa's brain, possibly her butthole.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. I didn't shower
0: today, so I don't know if you <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> Um, Well, we were all talking Mm -hmm. and we asked Teresa, what is like the number one question that she gets in terms of astrology? And Mm -hmm. she was like, houses. Houses. So we're going to break the houses up and we're going to do a series of the houses. And today we're going to cover the first three houses and we're going to ask all the dumb questions and Mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited about it because I think anyone who is learning astrology at a lot of levels needs this information. Because I do this is always a topic that is kind of confusing. Like what's the houses mean? I have also heard that question probably more than any other yeah. question. And I can't really answer them much. <laughs> so I'm <Yeah>. excited.
2: <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, I get I get the houses confused too. Yeah,
1: it's a lot. It's a, it's a, it's the, it's the next layer. You know, there's the, the astrology is an onion, right? And so, onion healing
2: away with peeling infinity away. layers.
0: And infinity Yeah, so we got we got this book, mm-hmm. the one that is not the only book that you need in regards About to the the astrology, only one. but claims that it is. It's, it's a close. lying book. It's close. <laughs> uh, it lies, but it's okay. But we're gonna kind of use it as a guide through this to kind of guide us through this conversation uh because there's just some quick little easy things that kind of give the debriefing and then yeah we're just gonna have a conversation about houses in
1: the house
0: in the house so i'm gonna i'm gonna start with what the description is of the houses if that works for you guys go go right ahead do it Yeah? yeah do
1: it
2: the houses
0: of astrology chapter eight (laughs) (laughs) as far back as babylonian times ancient astrologers divided life into different categories they understood that a life's journey consists of many activities and emotions of work ambition hopes and dreams and relationships the babylonian astrologers named 12 separate categories of life which have come down to us from that time almost unchanged these 12 divisions are called houses i recently saw a mod. Did you recently see? I don't think so. I recently saw a modern <laughs> definition of houses: existential arenas. Ooh, what is this? Ooh, but this like is just that. a fancy way of saying that each house represents a separate area and specific function of your life. I mm-hmm. just don't appreciate that sentence at all. It takes you up really high and then just drops you down real low. You know, have no <laughs> kind of of accident, that out. Anyway, there is a house of domestic life, a house of personal wealth, a house of marriage, a house of career, etc. Your horoscope, which is a map of your individual personality, consists of all 12 houses. Here, beginning with the first, are the 12 houses of a horoscope. So the houses are just different parts of your life. So that's... I feel like that's kind of like the major arcana. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Like how the major
0: arcana is like the story of life and kind of like different things that you go through. So maybe that can be a cool way of looking at this i also i think i want to and this is randomly just popping up in my mind i want to come up with what each house looks like as a house okay (laughs) so like well i'll read the first house but i guess everyone's first house can look like their actual house because it's their house of self
2: i was thinking all windows or mirrors Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Mirror house. That was immediate, like a a a house with all windows and mirrors on the inside. Is it
0: like the the windows that are mirrored on the outside, so people can see out? Oh, two way mirror. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So my my office has that, and it's on the ground floor, and people constantly check themselves out in my window, (laughs) and they don't know that I'm behind the window. <laughs>
1: and it is I really funny. want you to scare somebody one day. I've <laughs>
0: tried, like, I've, li- yeah, I want to try to do like the TikTok with
1: a yeah. cruise ship. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 But <laughs> they either cannot see me at all, depending on the day, yeah. or they can see it because then it's nighttime and the lights on. But mm-hmm. I'm going to try, I- it's so hard because it just happens so quick. I can't even get a video of it. All right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> i just think that like when it's somebody that you know just like bang on the window and be like ah.
0: (laughs) so the other day i was at my desk and there was this little kid that came up to my window not knowing that it was a window and just like body slammed it right next to me (laughs) i had no idea he just scared the fucking shit out of me and then his mom and then he and then he does like He's trying to look inside, and his mom was like, "What's in there?" And then also like did it on top, and she was like, "Oh, I just see a desk, but it's so weird because I was sitting at the desk. Did they just not oh, see ew. me? What happened? What <gasps> if you glitched?
1: <gasps> uh, fuck, <laughs> or you're invisible. No. I'm
0: invisible, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. probably. I don't know, but that's the first house. I guess this double-sided last thing. <laughs> All right, should I read the first house? You're trying, to, you're
2: trying to see in but you can't i hate it i hate it I <laughs> that's
0: so weird that's not okay it's making think about Rachel. that that video the woman has the lemon where she cuts the lemon and it's like on oh camera, shit and then the camera and then the lemon just yeah goes back yeah. to normal there's like nothing like
1: mm-hmm. i've never seen that horrifying horrifying hate that and
2: I she's hate
0: and she's fucked up about it too you see it on the video she's just like what the fuck like I just j- happened. What? Yeah. 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 Perfect. First house, the house of, of two way mirrors. Mm-hmm. All right. So this house is the house of self. It is the most important. It's the most personal and most powerful house in your chart, for it symbolizes you, your mannerisms, your style, your disposition and temperament. This is the house of your outward behavior, your likes and dislikes. The first house reveals both the way that you present yourself to others and the way the outside world sees you. Uh, It often indicates your physical characteristics, especially your head and facial features, sometimes called the house of self-interest. It denotes what you want in life and how you would go about achieving it. The place in your chart at which this house begins is the most important point in your horoscope, for it determines where all other houses will follow. In astrology, the first house is thought of as a giant lens through which the rest of your chart is seen and interpreted. Yeah. I already got but I already got issues with this. <laughs> what are your issues? Well, the rising sign is what is what a lot of your features, physical yeah. characteristics come from. Yeah,
1: And the first house is the rising sign. It's where the ascendant lives, right on that Uh-oh. line.
0: Okay, never mind.
1: You See, already kids.
0: my confusions.
1: Well, hold on. This actually brings up a question
2: that I have. Okay. I'm so, here. for people that have more than one Sign in their first house,
1: like an interception,
2: like me. I have three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what, like, wh- how do you figure out which one is the ascendant?
1: The one that's on the cusp, that's on the line. So, okay. if you're looking at, so the thing is, like, if so, if you're looking at your birth chart, there's a line that says ASC. It's on the Mm -hmm. left-hand side of your chart, and whatever sign is going through that line is what your ascendant is. So essentially, when there's intercepted houses, the house that is the line that is going through the Zodiac sign is the sign that rules that house. So the way that I like to put it is like, that is the landlord of the building where like, if you also have like for you, it's your, your Sagittarius rising Tabitha, but Capricorn Mm -hmm. and Aquarius are also in your first house. So Sagittarius is the landlord, the one that shows up the most, but Mm -hmm. you also have the, Capricorn and Aquarius are the tenants they also live there so they're still a part of it they're still a part of you they're still a part of who you are as yourself but the Sagittarius rising is what rules that house okay, okay. that makes sense so the thing about the rising sign also is that I feel like yes 100 percent it definitely points to like how a person like physically looks and all of that stuff for sure but I also feel like the deepness of it is also so interesting because it also helps with not helps but also like reflects your daily choices and things like that so like the reason why you might make a specific choice because of your rising sign. And what's cool about it is also, depending on what your rising sign is, so for example, Tabitha and I, both of our rising signs are Sagittarius, and the planet that rules Sagittarius is Jupiter. <laughs> so- so Jupiter rules our charts for Rachel, who is a Capricorn rising Saturn rules her chart. So it also gives you a little bit more in depth information as to like what planets would be best for you to work with, although you should work with all of them. But which ones are the ones that are most strongly associated with who you are? Does that make sense? Mm hmm.
0: It does. And Tabitha, thank you for noticing the jealousy on my face when we were talking about you guys being ruled by Jupiter and me being ruled by Saturn. I saw it. I saw your face. See it in my face.
2: I felt bad. I, I, felt, I felt bad for interrupting Teresa for saying Jupiter. but um, oh, sh- I, was, I was getting ready. I was going to be like, oh, Zaddy! But then I, I stopped because I didn't want to interrupt again and be an asshole.
1: So. <laughs> You're not an asshole. You're totally fine. I love it. (laughs) You're
0: not an asshole.
1: So I just wanted to go over like what planets you may be ruled by, depending on your zodiac sign, uh, your rising sign. So if you're an Aries rising, you're ruled by Mars. If you're a Taurus rising, you're ruled by Venus. If you're a Gemini rising, you're ruled by Mercury. If you're a Cancer Rising, you're ruled by the moon. If you're a Leo Rising, you're ruled by the sun. If you're a Virgo Rising, you're ruled by Mercury. If you're a Libra Rising, you're ruled by Venus. If you are a Scorpio Rising, you're ruled by Pluto. If you are a Sagittarius Rising, you're ruled by Jupiter. If you are a Capricorn rising, you are ruled by Saturn. If you are an Aquarius rising, you're ruled by Uranus. And if you're a Pisces rising, you're ruled by Neptune. So I feel like it's important to know what planet you're ruled by so that you can work with those planets when trying to make decisions, when just like living your life essentially (laughs) like i feel like people that have neptune um i'm sorry when people have pisces risings they tend to be very intuitive people like biggie 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 was a psychic um but also (laughs) also somebody that has like uh an aries rising and they're ruled by mars those people are probably very proactive in their lives so knowing which planet you are ruled by definitely helps with moving through your days, in my opinion, I like it. I like it a lot.
2: I so know. I guess we can go on the physical traits. Yeah, sure. All right. So some physical Elder traits. One, how ugly I look! What? <laughs> you
0: shut your. Capricorn- no, the Capricorn one is so funny and it's so on point for me.
1: You're nice. <laughs> it's really funny. Friend. Wait,
0: do you? Wait till you read it. You're going to you're going to crack up because the Capricorn Rising is like fucking dead on. (laughs) It's okay,
1: The Sagittarius Rising one is pretty dead on, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. (laughs) So,
2: well, actually. All right. Hold on. Before we get into it, I guess I I could ask afterwards. But do you feel like other again for the people that have more than one? What did you say? An interception Mm -hmm. in the first house? Do you feel like they can also pick up on the physical traits of whatever sign that is? Or do you do you? Am I making sense?
1: Yeah, but I don't think so cuz I think that it is just what that that cusp line is okay. that goes through the sign is your ascendant. The, now the other signs that are in your first house they still contribute to self and you know daily habits and and new beginnings and all of that stuff. But I think that because the ascendant line is through that exact sign it's only the physical attributes are only really going to be what that sign is.
2: Hmm. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Physical aspects of the signs. All right. So Aries risings are known for having athletic builds, childlike faces, square jaws, and distinct facial features. They may have reddish hair and or a flushed appearance to their skin. This rising sign is also somewhat accident prone. So they may have scars or visible injuries. Wrap yourselves in bubble wrap.
1: Yeah, Aries, people that have Aries suns, but also very prominent Aries placements in general, tend to, like, get head injuries a lot. Um <laughs> because they're also ruled by the head (laughs) and my friend chelsea is an aries son and the amount of times that this woman has hit her head i'm like surprised she is as smart as she is she's like one of the smartest people that i know but every single time she hits her head i'm like are you serious (laughs) serious, serious,
0: because stevie i don't think stevie okay but i that but stevie because she's an aries sun aries moon she always has migraines and headaches
2: again all the
0: time yeah Hmm. Yep. I wonder if that's yeah. That sad because I just want Aww. to see you not have migraines.
1: i yeah. will send her a vibe. Hmm. All right,
2: Taurus. The Taurus risings are going to naturally give off the earthy, laid-back energy of Taurus. They typically have darker features, such as brown eyes and dark curly hair. Taurus is also ruled by Venus, the planet of love and beauty, so Taurus risings tend to be pretty conventionally attractive.
0: Yeah. And I feel like.
1: And (laughs) we know two Taurus risings that fit that description exactly. We could cut it out if we want, but Phoenix and Summer are both Taurus risings. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah. It tracks. tracks.
2: Mm -hmm. All right. Gemini. Gemini risings can be spotted through their expressive communication style, along with their face shape, which is typically elongated. They have an animated way of talking with eyes lighting up, lots of gestures and movement and overall enthusiasm, or lack thereof, written all over their face. That is 125% Sabrina. And Coco. Yeah, and Coco.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I also just feel like that is that is very Gemini's son also.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I feel like, depending on where your sun is in your chart, like, no matter what, your sun is still going to affect, like, your basic personality and things like that. So I feel like your sun and your rising are two men clasping hands. Um, But I feel like they, you know, it's also different. A
0: good firm handshake.
1: A good firm
2: handshake. Lots of hand-holding in astrology.
0: Yes. (laughs)
1: very sweet it is
0: i love when uh, you men clasp hands
1: me too mm-hmm. we still have to get that picture of you guys we do of, of you guys clasping hands mm-hmm. <laughs> rachel's like why you don't remember <laughs> no, i
0: don't remember at all I have no idea
1: what there was uh one of the episodes that you did on uh i don't remember which astrology it was but it was one of the like this form of astrology and the description of gemini was two men clasping oh in.
0: that's right that's when we that was the halloween episode
1: no no it was way oh, before no, that. yeah no it wasn't halloween
0: just it kidding was... i don't know anything that i say
1: i'm a gemini but... it's okay we all black out when we're recording it's a yeah, surprise it's for later
0: it,
1: yeah,
2: it, is, it is it's a total surprise <laughs> 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 All right, Cancer. Cancer rising features tend to mimic the Moon, which which rules them, with a round, soft, and somehow comforting face. Their eyes are often round and deep, and this rising sign is also known for having a pronounced chest region, whether that's a broad chest or larger breasts.
1: Hey, hey, hey!
2: Tiggle biddies. <laughs> Sorry, it's <That's> funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm I was about to be like that tracks because John's a cancer rising, but he doesn't have tiggle bitties. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but he does have a he has a broad, broad upper chest, body, yeah. I feel you know. Does, yeah. 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 For sure. <laughs> if he was a female though, who knows? Mm-hmm. He might have some tiggle bitties Well, maybe. Lauren is a cancer rising, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. We're just naming all of our friends. We're just yeah, taking like pictures of we're everybody. We're just,
2: <laughs> <laughs> everybody send us a selfie so we can put <laughs> it on the thing. <laughs> all right. Leo. Leo Risings may be one of the easiest to spot due to their lion-like mane of thick hair, which frames their diamond-like face pretty nicely, too. They carry themselves with a certain importance, which translates to confidence, holding themselves sturdily and giving off an air of regality that's quintessential to leo mm. that's yeah. right
1: absolutely that you can always tell a leo rising by their mm-hmm. hair that's why i thought mm-hmm. rachel was a leo rising when i first met her because i was like this bitch's hair is luxurious mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's just the Herleo moon is like I'm just I just need to show myself a little bit. I'm just gonna poke out here, even though the moon has nothing to do with physical appearance. Possibly,
0: <laughs> that could be it. The other part of it is probably because
1: Jewish. I, I was gonna I, say I, Judaism. That's really what it is. It, this is my Jew hair. I'm very proud of this. It. Cool. I am
0: very grateful for it, and yeah, and it's it's amplified by my Leo moon. That's what's happening. There
1: you go. It's mm-hmm. also where you keep all your secrets. It is where I keep mm-hmm. all my
0: secrets. Yes, <laughs> it is. Uh,
1: but yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. We know a couple of Leo risings that I feel like that can definitely, mm-hmm. definitely work for for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, Virgo. When it comes to Virgo risings, these are the folks who are prim, proper, and well-refined. They have a subtle beauty to them, characterized by simple and elegant clothing style, hairstyle, etc. They're also known for being on the shorter side and having softer facial features.
1: Nice. Soft facial features. I don't know if they know any Virgo risings. Anthony.
2: And if he shaves his beard. If he shaves his beard. Oh, yeah. He's got, he's got a baby face.
1: Aww. little Tony. Don't tell him I said that. I'm gonna tell him. (laughs) Tell (laughs) him him rule number one. Rule number one. (laughs) If you guys ever hear us say that rule number one is don't suck. Rule number two is don't, what is it?
2: Don't break rule number one. Yeah. So So if you break rule number one, you're already breaking rule number two.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Naughty, naughty. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: all right anyway libra the other sign ruled by venus along with taurus is libra in the case of libra risings just like taurus these folks tend to be pretty conventionally attractive with subtly cute characteristics like dimples pouty lips and overall gracefulness they're also known for being symmetrical and very outwardly charming
1: I wonder how many of like Miss United States people are Libra risings.
2: Ooh, that's a good question.
1: Yeah, I that's a that's something that I'm curious about. Like I well, I'm always just curious about everybody's signs and, mm-hmm. and how their what their charts are. But when something like this comes up, I'm like, hmm. hmm. The most beautiful people in the world, are they all Libra risings?
2: <laughs> That'd be pretty funny <laughs> if everybody was just a Libra rising. <laughs> All right, Scorpio. If you've never heard of the Scorpio stare, Scorpio risings have a way of looking right into your soul, often with a downturned head, so they're almost looking at you through their brows. That sounds terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's one quick way to spot them, along with dark colored hair and eyes, a serious expression, and a muscular
1: frame. Nice. Yeah, I feel like Cancer Risings and Scorpio Risings are kind of similar in that dark aesthetic sense
2: very scary
1: i know but also i feel like a lot of scorpio risings that i know have like super piercing eyes yes like like well like they said like it feels like they're staring into your soul so Mm -hmm. yeah that (laughs) that tracks well right but i was picturing like (laughs) like, i don't i don't i don't i
2: don't scorpio risings i don't think i know of anybody that stares at me like, through their eyebrows or whatever the fuck it just said.
0: Also, trim your fucking eyebrows, you know? <laughs> For real! Damn, Why are you, you trying to have that? your eyebrows be your bangs? That's not how this works. <laughs>
1: have you ever seen the movie Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? Yes, yes, it's yes. It's like the dad yes, from Cloudy yes, with a Chance of Meatballs. Yes. He's definitely a Scorpio rising. 100%.
2: It's Scorpio rising. So if you're <laughs> Scorpio rising, you have big eyebrows. And... Right, it did prove us right. Okay. <laughs> Sagittarius Risings. Here we go. Ooh, ooh. Sagittarius Risings are known for having open and expressive faces, along with big, inviting smiles. This sign is all about new things, and that attitude translates into the way they carry themselves. Sad Risings also tend to be athletic and tall, with particularly
1: long limbs. Mm, and big butts. Mm. It <laughs> doesn't say it there, but a lot of booties Sagittarius
2: risings have big booties. I heard the big forehead, which tracks mm. for me
1: because I have a five head. No, you don't. You only have four fingers there. You're good. It's a five I have head. A forehead. <laughs> yeah, because you're I trying know. to squeeze your thumb in there. No, yeah, I that's legit that's... have like I have a big ass forehead. Oh. Anyway,
2: okay.
1: <laughs> 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 uh. But yeah, I know some Sag Risings that have nice booties. Shout mm. out to Corey. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's right, Corey.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Capricorn. Capricorn Risings. Would likely be easiest to mix up with Virgo Risings. Rachel, you just like <laughs> thought you were about to put your face on. <laughs> As both lean on their refined and elegant sense of style. Capricorn risings can appear mature and even serious and typically have small but defined facial features. They're also known for dark, straight hair. Well, you're out. You got curly this hair. This is not
0: the one that I've read. Is there more to <laughs> it?
2: No, that was is it. Is that all
0: it says? That's all right. I, I read one that specifically said that they look like a professor with big teeth. And I was like, trash. <laughs> Absolutely. Your bitch loves elbow pads. And I got some big old teeth. <laughs> and i'm here for it because yeah, yeah i read one that specifically said that and i was like yes all of, the, <laughs> all of the tweed jackets with elbow pads and i have all of the big teeth
1: nice perfect so we'll, we'll use that one instead <laughs> <laughs> well i
2: see i see this one too because it does say where is it you have the re- refined and elegant sense of style so that tracks
0: Mm-hmm. I'm definitely more of a conservative dresser,
2: and then you can re- appear mature and even serious.
0: Yes, I told you that but- my coworker described mm-hmm. me as terrifying.
2: So mm-hmm. yeah, RBF bro.
1: <laughs> and even though you are conservative <laughs> in the way that you dress, you still add like a shit ton of flair, though. Yes. Oh yeah, that's like, my Leo yes. Moon though. Yeah, so, for sure.
0: Listen, my mom taught me at a very young age that it's all about the accessories. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You can have some basic ass shit, and if your accessories are on point, it's all that matters. Truth, that's all that matters.
1: There you go. Word, homie, mm-hmm.
0: and elbow pads. But she didn't teach me about that. That's just you know, <laughs> that
1: I have. your pocket. You never find them.
0: No, I don't need that. That's no. But uh, <laughs> I, I always look for jacket like blazers with elbow pads because mm-hmm. you never find them anymore. And I'm yeah. hoping that maybe, since I'm saying it, I'm going to create it into existence now. Bring it back. I found back. one nice. recently, and I was, I'm was i really happy about it. Maybe I'll wear it tomorrow. Yes.
1: Send there picks. You. I will.
2: And just of the elbow pads, though. Just your elbow. That's it. Yeah. That's all you I don't want a need. whole picture of the jacket. Just the elbow. No. no just,
0: the, <laughs> just, the, just the bow. I'm just going to be throwing bows through the phone. There you go. Nice. Yeah.
2: Perfect. That's exactly what right Great. <laughs> We should just post it to Instagram with no, just a picture, no context. No context. Yeah,
0: that's perfect. Is that. a solid like two weeks, and forward. just the caption just be like, be like, you wouldn't understand.
2: <laughs> or that's stay tuned for tune our next, in for next next week. week. Yeah. <laughs> tune in yeah. next week.
0: Yeah, you can't handle the elbow pads, <laughs> <laughs> shoulder pads too. I'm a huge fan of shoulder pads in my blazers. I don't care. I want to look like a linebacker. So we're nice. just going
2: to, so just take a picture of like from here down yeah. and then it's, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: there's light shoulder pads in this jacket as well. So I will do that.
2: Perfect. Can't win it. Right.
0: Same. I'm so excited. I love
2: it. <laughs> All right. Aquarius, Aquarius, right? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay. If Leo risings are the easiest to spot, Aquarius risings are right up there with them. Mm -hmm. Between their typically larger forehead and even larger eyes. Charlotte, for sure. Aquarius risings have an almost out-of-this-world appearance. These are also typically eccentric folks, which can translate to creative style choices or multicolored hair. 100%.
1: Charlotte has huge eyes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think she's the only Aquarius rising I know. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, I don't think I know. Interesting.
2: Okay. Yeah. Pisces. Last but certainly not least. Pisces Rising. Certainly. 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 Not least. Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Guardians. <laughs> Certain- of the Galaxy. I fuck it <laughs> up every time.
1: <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Check oh, out yeah. our is Patreon. Is a
0: guardian of the Galaxy.
1: Guardians. <laughs> i was gonna say check out our patreon you'll uh for our marco group you'll know what we're talking about patreon.com slash 2g1l all right
2: last but certainly not least pisces risings have a dreamy appearance with round eyes and long lashes that reveal the depths of their soul they tend to appear graceful, soft, and even whimsical, with an ethereal way of carrying themselves. They're also known for being, for typically being on the petite side. Nice. I see that. So there you go. All right. All right. Those are First some house. physical attributes of yeah. the rising signs.
1: Yeah. Um, First house.
0: Yeah. Hit us up in the in the socials, because mm. we want to know if this track's for you.
1: Yeah yeah because I know the first
0: time i heard it i was like oh shit <laughs> but i do i do want to study more of the other signs too because i know mine tracks
1: mm-hmm. but I, you know
0: we all learn our own shit first and then we learn everyone else yeah you know, yeah absolutely kissing,
1: like, that's why like when i do uh when i watch tv shows i'm always trying to guess people's signs and then i look them up <laughs> <laughs> to yep. get them and a lot of times celebrities don't have their birth time out there so it's it's sad because you can't really always get a rising sign but mm. also there's a website called astro-seek.com that I use a lot and there's a uh, guess my sign option on there and oh. it's fun because oh. it allows you to like guess people's like it shows pictures of a person and then you guess their sign and it usually has their big three and a lot of the times when I'm guessing people's signs I usually either guess their their moon or their rising most of the time. Oh, that's it's fun. Interesting. Yeah, I like that. astros. yeah. Astro-seek. Astro-seek.com Astro-seek.com
0: Don't forget the dash.
2: Don't Can't forget, forget the
1: dash. No. Can't forget it.
2: You're going to end up seeking other astros that maybe you don't want to seek. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I feel like that's probably like the well, one, well, for today is going to be one of the longest houses. Yeah, definitely. One's like, for yeah. sure. Yeah, uh, the okay. first house um, I feel like is
2: a big one. So yeah,
0: yeah. Should we move on to the second house? Should I read we should.
2: It? Moving on up,
0: we should. The Second house this is the house of money, honey. Money, money honey. Get money. Uh, money. It relates to what you own in life and what you will acquire, your income and your financial prospects. Mm -hmm. This is the house of movable possessions, the things you physically take with you as you move through life. The second house also tells you how you feel about money and possessions and gives a clue to the kinds of objects with which you like to surround yourself with. To a certain extent, it gives a picture of your earning power and ability to handle money. The second house often shows what activities and projects may be lucrative, a lucrative source of income for you. So. I want to know, Teresa, what rules your second house? Because whatever it is, it means that you like to surround yourself with crystals. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that's
1: true. So my second house <laughs> is uh ruled by Capricorn. And that makes sense because I like to see my money in front of me. Mm. Hmm. Capricorns like to see their money and their hard work in front of them which is why a lot of the times they have really nice clothes nice houses nice cars nice things so yeah (laughs) definitely tracks Um, but also what's not mentioned there that I think is super important to also know about the second house is that it also rules your self-worth as well so it's not only doesn't doesn't only rule like your financial worth and those important parts of you and like how you receive money and how you take care of money and all of that stuff but it also rules like your worth depending on what you have as well so a lot of times if people have prominent placements in their second house like Anything that's like more of like the shadowy planets like Pluto or Saturn or Uranus or things like that. I feel like they tend to not only throw wrenches into financial situations, but also give you a lot of transformative abilities when it comes to your self-worth as well. Hmm. Okay. So
0: cool. And I have a question. Sure. Because our first house, obviously, everyone's first house has something in it. But the, right? But the other houses.
1: No. Well, I mean, technically, because your rising sign is there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but it doesn't,
0: yeah. It's not like a planet, but it's like there's something, because, you know, Chiron's also like that's a meteor and things like that. So, like, everyone's first house has something in it. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: all the other ones are just kind of, it can happen or it can't happen. So then. I know this was always a question, is like if there isn't anything in the house, it is really just so like for example, my second house is Aquarius. There's no planets in it. So mm-hmm. how would one look at
1: that? So if there are no planets in it, it just kind of means that there's no amplification to that house, but your house is still ruled by Aquarius. So for you, like you come into like really unique ways of making money. You like to like, and you could get money from like multiple sources. Like you're not really somebody that like, even though like, yes, you do work a nine to five and you can, it's better for you to kind of be your own boss and do your own things and create ways for you to get money your- yourself and also for you to get your money in unique ways. Now, like, let's say that, like, I don't know, like Mercury or Mars were in that house, then it would kind of put an exclamation point on it. And it would mean that through like your hard work and like through like the way that you learn and communicate and all of that stuff, it may bring more money towards you. But I've also read that when there are no planets in a house, it's because those are the lessons that you've already learned in your life. I've heard that too yeah yeah And because you've already learned those lessons you don't need the amplification of the planets in them but something that i love to reiterate about astrology is that you have every single zodiac sign within you no matter what because your house like these houses are still ruled by these signs so the way that you deal with money is in an Aquarius way, which is through humanitarian efforts, which is through making your own business, which is through creating a life for yourself out of something that is not mundane, something that is like truly unique and different and open. So I feel like that, that's pro- that, okay. that makes a lot of sense that you would have an Aquarius second house just yeah, by, based on me knowing you.
0: Yeah, that's right. So then I guess, you know, let's say somebody's second house is ruled by Leo. They're going to be getting their possessions and their money by being the razzled, bringing that fire and that heat and just showing up and being expressive. Right. Is that kind of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The boss energy, the really Mm -hmm. great leader, somebody that can really like step into really powerful roles, like things of that nature. Yeah. But also, so now we're looking at the, the self-worth side of things and like somebody that has a Leo second house, like also maybe like super prideful and like in moments where they like don't have money and like can't give money to other people or like can't be generous with their money or time, that may be a, a self-worth moment for them where like their, their self-worth is kind of compromised in that moment. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting.
2: So does that track again for the interceptions like so I have again just using myself as an example cuz these the, the interceptions fuck me up like that's what that yeah. really confuses me and I'm sure it's probably pretty common that that happens but like the interceptions but so it says that I am ruled by aquarius my second house is ruled by aquarius but I also have pisces in there so what it like is it just kind of like you kind of combine the two
1: yeah so or, like, different aspects of both well, you don't have any planets there, right? Right. No, it's empty. Yeah, no. So I feel like because you don't have any planets there, Pisces kind of just takes a back seat. Okay. If, if you had planets in Pisces there, mm-hmm. then it would show up a lot more for you. But because you don't have any planets in Pisces, it's mainly just the Aquarius and then also, but that also the Pisces makes sense for how you receive money because not only do you get money in unique ways by Aquarius being your second house ruler, but also because Pisces is in there, you do it through passion and creativity and things that you love, such as making your teas and making like your your body stuff and like all of that the other thing is when it comes to like self-worth and things like that i can see how that might be a little bit more reflective of you in a sense too because i feel like with aquarius like it's very much like the loner personality where like you can get through a lot of things on your own but for you yes you can do that but you're also really motivated by the support of the people in your life.
2: That tracks. Interesting. Yeah, I just, I, the interceptions really confused me. I feel bad because there's like, I'm just like, hey, tell me about these interceptions and shit. <laughs> no, it's fine.
1: But, yeah, but a lot of charts have interceptions, especially if you're yeah. not studying whole sign astrology. So if you study whole sign astrology, the houses, are just one sign each so like your first house is capricorn your second house is aries so it actually i mean aquarius so like it moves some stuff around in your chart when you do whole Mm -hmm. house astrology which is why like different types of astrology are interesting because you can get different perspectives on yourself from the different types of astrology that there are
0: okay i i have a question sure and this is good because we don't have a vocab word of the, de- of the episode. Mm-hmm. But what is an interception? Because I'm, I'm sure other people are like, what is going – like, I don't I'm even – because I'm, li- I'm trying to look it <laughs> up right now. And I'm like, okay, it's like,
1: like – We briefly the thing is- mentioned it in a past episode, but essentially when you're your rising sign – so it's to, to your the interceptions are determined – based on where you are physically born in the world. So the rising sign is the sign that is rising over the equator when you yep. are born. So the further you are from the equator, the, the more that your houses may be stretched out in different ways. So... That causes interceptions in the type of astrology that we study, which is Placidus astrology, causing the some of the houses to have intercepting zodiac signs. So like I was saying, if you study whole sign astrology, it's a little bit different where all of the houses just have one designated sign. But with Placidus astrology, it includes these interceptions where different zodiac signs may be included in the house. So the most important thing to remember is the house ruler is the way that things will most likely show up for you. But if you have like just like for Tabitha's sake, if you, its ruled your second house is ruled by Aquarius but Pisces lives there, then you may sh- show some Pisces tendencies on top of the Aquariusness that you possess. Now, it's also important if there are plans planets that are in there because the planets definitely put like a star or an exclamation point on things if there are no planets in there then it might not show up as much as it would if it if it had planets in that additional sign in that house all right interceptions are a little confusing for sure look up in the book is there a definition for interceptions in the book refer maybe she can explain it better than i can
0: I don't know, because it's not the only only book we need.
1: Yeah, it's not the only one.
0: (laughs) It's not the only one because there's no definition in here.
1: Okay, hold on. All right. So this was the website that we used last time when we were talking about interceptions. It's astrology42.com. And it says all astrological signs of the zodiac are the same size, 30 degrees each. Astrology houses, however, can have different signs unless you're using the equal house system, which is the whole whole sign, which is what we were just discussing. Since the houses and angles of a birth chart are worked on the axis of the earth, the further away you get from the equator, the greater difference in the house sizes become. This makes it possible for some signs in a horoscope to be intercepted. These are known as interceptions. So in other words, an interception is when you have a house larger than 30 degrees and it's engulfing an entire sign. A sign is totally enclosed in the house and as a result they do not appear at the beginning of any house. An interception is not when you have two signs in one house. Every chart has that naturally. an interception is only when you have two houses with three signs inside. So I guess like for you, Tabitha, your first house is intercepted, but your second house technically is not isn't okay. I get it. That makes a lot, that so, makes a lot of but sense. then would that
0: mean that your second house?
1: is ruled by Aquarius and it, it has Aquarius tendencies. Gotcha. I know it's confusing. Okay. There, there are different things in astrology that take a little bit learn longer to click in your brain. And this is definitely one of them. This is something that I only recently learned like a year or two ago, because I was also confused about it as well.
0: All right. So if uh, yeah. you guys are confused about it also.
1: You're in good company. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I do think that helped a little bit. That did help me. Kind of, I, I I think I just, because I'm a visual person, so Tab at some point, I want you to sh- send me her. Yeah,
1: sure. and I'll send you this article too, so that you could take a look John. at phone.
0: Yeah, I don't remember, but that's again, I black out when we do these podcasts, so I don't remember anything. <laughs> All right. So, cool. But I do feel a lot better about that. So second house, money and possessions, and then by looking at who's ruling that house, you can see how it shows up for you, depending on the sign. Yep.
1: And also it's important to just remember that what you have and what you own does not rule your personal worth. Well, Yeah. As well.
0: Yes. Facts. Big facts.
1: That makes sense. Yeah.
0: Third house? Third house. Third house. house. That's the house of communication. Hey, hey. <laughs> the Third house for really- the <laughs> the 3rd house relates to your immediate environment in three major areas: self-expression, your family ties, and day-to-day travel. This house governs the way you think, speak, and write. Logic, memory, and manual skill are in its domain. The 3rd house often indicates what kind of early education you received and your ability to study and learn. Your relationships with brothers and sisters, aunts, uncles, cousins, and neighbors are a part of this house's influence. Short trips and the vehicles for this type of travel are governed by the third house, especially the travel you do for work and education.
1: Yes, indeedy. Hmm.
0: So for me, this is like it's community and communication. Yeah.
1: So each of these houses like natally are ruled by signs. So like before you input your own zodiac chart into it, it's ruled by different zodiac sign so this house is ruled by gemini so just think of like all things gemini is the third house you know like whenever like the the communication that you have with people the wanting to learn the need to take in information like it said early childhood education like things of that nature um but I think one of the most important things here is, like, it's how you communicate with the people that live closest to you. So, like, the people that, like, physically live in your house along with, like, your neighbors and your coworkers and, like, that kind of stuff. It's, like, the relationships with the people who are physically close to you versus, like, t- like all different types of relationships, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 It does make sense. And I think the biggest thing about the third house also, it's it's kind of like can determine like what would be really good for you like as a job, but not as a career. It's like what are some things that you can do that would be good and like that could make sense for you, but like your career is really ruled by like your 10th house most of the time. So I think that with that it's important it's a it's a good stepping stone of what should I learn to get to that next that next step or what should I learn to bring myself forward into a career if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense for me. Interesting. But I guess so just throwing random ones out there. So if like somebody's third house was ruled or was in Aries. Mhm. Yeah, I, do, I, do. I feel like you're already on it.
1: No, what were you gonna say? Oh, I wanted to hear what your question. <laughs> no, was. I was gonna
0: say like. How would you say that would show up? <laughs> oh, okay,
1: So I feel like if somebody had like an Aries third house doing things that are, they would probably be like really independent from like the people in their lives, even though they're really passionate and they love them a lot, they would kind of either be like the leader of those people, or they would kind of be like, I don't want to use the lone wolf, because I feel like Aries as, as much as like they are very independent, and they love to have that boss energy. They're also still very mm-hmm. like loving base, they still want to give love and be loved so i feel like if somebody has an aries third house like they're probably like really spunky and like quick-witted when they were kids and like they probably are like more independent from their siblings and from their relationships but also when it comes to like communication and stuff they're probably can like Talk before they, like, think before they speak. Kind, uh, I'm sorry, not think before they speak. Speak before they talk, kind of. Like, no, I can't. What am I trying to say? No, you had it right the first time. <laughs> they don't think before they speak. what so I was trying to explain. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep that in. My brain is not working. Eclipse energy.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like somebody that has an Aries third house, especially like if they have an Aries Mercury in their third house, that would be an extra exclamation point on it because Mercury rules communication. Mm -hmm. The only other thing is, is that like something with Aries is that they do like to start a lot of projects that they don't usually finish. Uh, Not all the time. Like, you know, they they are like very natural born leaders and things of that nature. So they do do what they have to do to keep moving forward. But with them being in the third, with that being in the third house, they probably have like a lot of little things that they like to do. They like to keep busy, like that kind of stuff. Mm is a very like Aries type of vibe.
0: Yeah. Cool. And I guess another thing, too, is I guess if you feel like maybe you want to build a better relationship with your community, you can probably look at who's ruling your house and then figuring out, okay, this is the easiest way for me to make connections with those around me. Absolutely. So... Mm. That might be a cool way of looking at that.
1: Too. Yeah. And the 11th house yeah. also rules community and friendships and things like that. So mm-hmm. both of those houses are definitely really good for that. But I feel like, yeah, like what you were saying is like how to deal with the people that are closest to you would be more of the okay. key than like a whole community in general. If we're looking at like your whole community, we're looking at the 11th house.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, that it's. I'm having all of these. I'm having a big two plus two. Just Mm -hmm. for my chart moment right now, I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, that totally makes sense because my third house is Pisces. Mm
1: -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I have Mars in it.
0: But I have my Gemini stellium and my Mercury is also in my Gemini. And I'm just kind of having this moment about how I definitely, the way that I communicate with people is, like, aggressively emotional. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I definitely, I tap into that, like, emotion in them and try to, like, hit them. To be like, I see, Mm -hmm. like, I I do that. Mm -hmm. I know that I do that. But now I feel like I'm seeing it even more so in this about how, like, I know sometimes it's why it's good that I'm getting really good at, like, asking if they want my opinion or if they want me to share what I'm thinking. Yeah. (laughs) But just being able to, uh, I just had this moment happen, like, yesterday, where I just kind of perceived somebody in a way that was, like, based off of emotion. And it was like, I was able to, like, see their emotion, see what was going on have tieback statements but i know that i said did it in a way that probably was a little bit more aggressive than they were like i had that mars mm-hmm. in it like i just did it right you know it was fine and it was receivable i'm not trying to yeah of, but it was i'm looking back yeah. and reflecting on it it was definitely kind of a ballsy move that i did it was right. definitely emotionally based because i wanted to help this person and like help this person feel better about what was happening but it was all communication based and it was yeah, I'm like, I you know, I went for the heart with that Pisces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that just totally helped me, like, see how that shows up for me.
1: Love a good That's two plus better. two moment.
0: I had a whole two and a two and it equaled a four.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we have a lot of, because my, my, my third house is also Pisces. And so far, we're lining up. Well, yeah, you and
0: I probably line up because you have the interception. In the first house, so technically. Yeah. Yeah. I have your sad like, so you yeah. have a little bit of the Capricorn there, but then the rest cavern, of our houses. Yeah, yeah I wonder if it's gonna like line up. shit. Yeah, that'd be it's interesting.
2: Probably,
0: it's probably straight lined up.
2: Yeah. Bird I because I got I got Pisces and I have a little bit of Aries in there too, so that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then your fourth house is ruled by Aries, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. I feel good I
0: feel good about I feel I'm feeling
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love the houses because and and I feel like I hope I'm doing justice explaining them because I feel like I explain them a lot better when I'm doing like a reading for people because then I have like a planet that I can tether it to you know and like how that planet like works with this and that works with that um but i just feel like the houses are definitely a really important layer to truly understanding your chart because you can know what like the the planet means and what it means to have that but if you don't know what the house is then you're you're literally just i feel like you're you're missing like a whole really big part of your other aspect yeah absolutely yeah
2: yeah what I'm excited
0: to do is to look at all of these houses, and what I what I want to do is basically see how I want to change things in my life in regards mm. to these three houses, and then what sign rules that house for me, and then how I can improve my life or do things in a different way with the support of the sign that rules the house.
1: It's a great idea.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Should that, that be all of
1: our homeworks? I think it should be the homeworks,
0: mm.
1: and then we I keep, like. like it- Mm -hmm. revisit it when we come back to the next basics episode
0: i'm here for it yeah because i think that that's a that's a good way to actually i don't know for me the way this way of approaching it could also just be my cap rising but approaching it this way i think will help me understand like to get into it a little bit more
1: yeah absolutely i Mm -hmm. think that that's really interesting and especially if you have planets in that house it also allows you to work with the energy of those planets as well so that's cool
0: yeah very right. cool yeah yeah teresa
1: yes teresa
0: yes guardian of the galaxy guardians, guardians of, of the, the galaxy. galaxy i uh i just i want to thank you for opening up your brain
2: yeah yeah thanks for letting us dive right into it
1: anytime
2: and swim around in all those wrinkles yeah and i'm glad we were <laughs> able to stay away from your butthole
1: yeah. for today. Once we get to the 12th <laughs> house, I don't know. I'll make sure I shower that day.
0: <laughs> It'll be the great oh. finale.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Also, I just wanted to mention, uh, I know this episode is going to come out after my first class has already started, but I am doing uh, a four-part Astrology Basics series on Zoom Mm. right now. Um, You can find the information for that on our Instagram or on our Facebook. You can feel free to DM me if you have any questions. Uh, Even though our first class is starting on November 13th, you can still sign up after the fact, because uh, I am recording all of the uh, sessions, so I can send you the recording for the first one if you're still interested in signing up. It's a four-part series where we're going to discuss the planets, uh, the zodiac signs, the houses, different angles, different astrological jargon, things like that. So if you're interested in get, diving in a little bit deeper, hit this astroho up. And we could uh discuss how to how to do that together.
2: Gang Definitely gang. take a take the class. Definitely yeah. take the class.
1: That's um, how this podcast started because Tabitha mm-hmm. and Rachel took my class and then Tabitha was like, Hey, you should do a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, We should do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So and they were yeah. like, Hey Rachel, <laughs> let's do a podcast. <laughs> That's out. We need another Gemini. <laughs> and then Rachel was like, I'm just letting you know that this was your decision. When I came out of pocket, you wanted me here.
0: Listen, I, this I is warned your you. your fault. I warned you guys from the beginning. From the
2: beginning.
1: Listen, I've loved every second of it ever since. Good. So I really appreciate
2: Really, pre- I, I really love the Hail Cern. I really yeah. like the Hail Cern merch that the
1: we have. Now. And, 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 oh, yeah, the merch. Mm hmm merch. I can't wait to get it. What's the first thing you guys are gonna get?
0: Oh I think
2: a hoodie. I don't know which one yet, but a hoodie. Mm. I'm getting a hoodie. I I really like the new jupe troop stuff. I love the jupe troop. But I
0: but like I feel like I need to start with hail CERN. Like as yeah. a person. I need to
2: I'm getting a Hail CERN <laughs> tote bag. I'm very proud of those tote bags. I love the tote bag.
0: Yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna get it we're going to, I'm going to do my best with a white hoodie, you know?
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. What I'll do is like, I'll wear the white hoodie and then I'll put my blazer on top of it with the elbow
2: pads and then I'll be fine.
1: There, there you, go. you go. You'll be perfect. You'll <laughs> <It'll> be perfect. <laughs> I think it was
2: Teresa that said if you, you know, fuck it up, you could just tie dye it. Or was that you? Somebody, one of you. No, yours, that was yeah. Rachel. Yeah. One Rachel said that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And that would look yeah, fucking it, cool tie dye. It, would look it really will. Cool yeah. It super dope tie dye yeah
1: yeah i think i'm gonna go for an astro rick hoodie i'm pretty sure i although i really want that zaddy saturn in black i really want like the crew neck zaddy saturn sweatshirt yeah straight space jam
2: all day i
1: love
2: it i want i want a zaddy saturn fanny pack
1: yeah Mm. that'd be cool
2: perfect
1: Check out our merch, guys. It looks mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Tabitha worked her ass off on it, yeah, she and did. Uh, you can find the link in our shunuts. 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 And it would be like so nice of you if you represented the show. <laughs> and keep checking because we're still working on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna throw some other things up there. We're gonna have something for everybody, something for the whole gang. Mm-hmm the whole gang gang i was going to say i was waiting for rachel to say it the whole gang gang <laughs> all right so the next time all you right. see us we'll be talking about sagittarius season and whatever other fuckery comes out of our mouths astro right. out
0: astro hose out bye Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Geminis and a Leo. If you enjoyed it, we would love to see you over on our
2: social
1: media. We have an Instagram at Two Geminis and a Leo. We are on Facebook, also at the same handle, Two Geminis and a Leo.
2: And you can shoot us an email at two Gemini one leo at gmail.com. what that song is
1: is it uh, oh no that's for the longest time uh, for
2: the oh yeah no 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 no, no. <laughs> i forget what this i forget what the song is called uh, is it time called time, of time what the fuck is that god damn it's
1: an old one it's an
2: older one it's not called Tabicha. what's
1: the genre what's the genre give me the genre R and B, mm. maybe. I can't think of that Watch! I just
2: <laughs> completely made up these fucking this song in my head.
1: No, there's definitely a song like that out there in the world. Are you googling it?
2: I'm trying, but I don't recognize
1: any of these fucking songs.
0: <laughs> you made it up. It's fake. I did.
2: It's all it's in your mind, mm-hmm. oh. Maggie. Maggie agrees
0: Maggie's upset because there's a tennis ball under the sofa and she wants it so I'm going to get it for her because if I don't she's going to keep whining like the princess she is
1: is it maybe the end of the road by boys to men although we've come to the end of the road
2: yeah I made up the the lyrics then that's what it is.
1: Let it go. It's impossible.
2: It's you boys belong
1: boys. to me. Yeah, I belong to you. Now I need to listen Come
2: to it. To the <laughs> end. All right. Yeah, that's it. It so, was not the end of time. It's the end of the road.